Yo, what's up, everyone? One Man Fast Break Podcast. Back again. Still staying consistent. Uh, let's see how long we can go. And I'm coming with you guys a bit with a bit of a bonus episode. I've just been thinking yesterday and the day before, but I should have an episode dedicated to motivation and self-discipline. Not to kind of like toot my own horn, as people would say. But people would always say that when I usually speak, I'm just so motivating because, I don't know, I get shit done and just like the one-liners I have. And honestly, before someone, like not even one person told me that, multiple people would tell me that. And before that, I wouldn't think. I didn't think like that. I didn't know I was motivating. I just thought like, I don't know, but it was just regular. But just ever since that, I've just been thinking I should just have an episode just dedicated to improving motivation, self-discipline, thinking that you're the best. And I kind of have my 16 laws of motivation, as I would say. It's a ripoff of the 48 laws of power, which I'm currently reading. And I just enjoy it. Just absolutely enjoy reading that book so far. So um, some of the laws I would, you would say kind of relate to that. I'll definitely mention it as I go through it. But without trying to waste much time, let's just get into it. So procrastination is the biggest barrier to success. So trying to mitigate against that is a start because I just hear so many people say, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it the day after, I'll do it next week. And then they kind of forget about it. It's not on the back of their mind, not until it's closer to the deadline time and then it just becomes a rushed piece of work. So what I would say is, if I start with law one, first law I would say is when you wake up, think about what tasks you can do today, similar to a checklist or a mission objective. The way I like to think of it is like a game. Uh, I play a lot of games, love games. So if you can kind of relate it to GTA, for example, kind of see the task as a side objectives, like kind of see what can you do, like what deadlines are coming up? What can you do now? So I would say I have my side objectives and my main objectives. So for example, my main objective today would be to go to the gym because I have to go to the gym certain amount of times in a week. So in order to fulfill that quota, I need to go today. So my main objective will be going to the gym. That is, that is compulsory. I have to do that. Just like GTA, you have to do that mission. You can't progress without doing it. And then my side objectives will be like little things. So my side objectives will be to read a book today, like not, to read the entire book, but to read a few pages of a book. It's always good to, when you're having these objectives, is to have small objectives that you can finish within that day because then it's easier to tackle and you'd feel more motivated to go towards it. So, for example, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to read a book this week, that's just too daunting of a task to do in a week unless you just absolutely love reading. So what I'd usually say is just, Break it into digestible parts. What I would say is, I like to say, can I read two pages today? 
seems so easy, but I promise you, trying to read two pages a day, you there'll be some days where you miss out, but it's much more digestible than saying, oh, I'm going to read the entire book today. Like, stop. Stop making promises. That's the best thing. That's the best thing to say. Stop making promises to yourself. If you're going to make a promise to yourself, kind of keep it generalized. Like, I promise I'm going to work to the best of my ability. That kind of promises. Don't make promises like, I'm going to read five books this year. I'm going to read, I keep on going on books. Or um, I'm going to make 10 TikTok videos today. Or I'm going to finish this coursework this week and then start on the next coursework this week. Or I'm going to do extra reading every single week. Kind of build up to that. Don't just start out of the gate with those like goals that are so outlandish because then it just leads to disappointment and more procrastinations. That is something I had to learn for sure. So I'm not saying I'm perfect in that regard. I had to learn that. Smaller digestible parts is much more easier. And I promise you, it just will work. So I would say... So I'll just give you some more examples. Um, what I like to do every Friday is to read an article based on my like ba- based on what I'm studying at university, and I don't read through the whole thing. What I do is I say on Friday I open up the PDF because the article is in the form of a PDF nowadays. Much easier. You look for it. Say what chapters you can read. I say, oh, this chapter looks good, this chapter looks good, this chapter looks good. And then instead of reading through the whole thing, which might be 26 chapters, you can read through three a week. And I promise you, it will build up and it'll be so much beneficial. So having small digestible chunks is much more better. If you want to make videos, say, don't say you would edit the whole thing today. Don't say you would record and edit the whole thing today, unless you feel like on the top of your game. Say you work on it, until you feel satisfied each and every day, until it's done. And I promise you, like, it'll it'll build up and it will work. Second objective, or or second law, I must say, try and find out if you're a timetable person or a random person. And what I mean by timetable person or random person is, some people feel like they can get work done if they stick to a timetable. Others think, Others think they can get work when they don't have the burden of a timetable because everyone's different. And some others may just be a mixture of both, depending on how they're feeling. So for me, for example, uh, I don't like timetables because timetables feel monotonous. It feels like it feels like each week feels the same because you're doing the same stuff on that specific day each day. So I like when I wake up, I like to think, how am I feeling? What avenue can I tackle today? Should I do some extra reading? Should I go over lecture notes? Should I record a podcast today? I wake up and I feel the mood. And then whatever whatever my mood's telling me you should work on, just work on that. Not every day I work on, not every day I work on university work. There may be a day I wake up and I feel like, oh, I feel like, I feel like recording music today, then I, I just do it. And then the next day I might be like, you know what, I need to do some extra reading. I've been kind of falling behind on that. 
Then I'll do the reading that day. And then the other day, I might feel like, oh, I want to go play basketball, but I'm scared of just doing it, like going by myself. I feel like I'll be by myself. Just go and do it. It's just, that's how like a random person, I couldn't think of a smarter phrase than that. That's how a random person may feel. A timetable person, it might work for you being a timetable person because if you feel like you have a schedule, you can know if you're definitely falling behind or not. It's easy to get lost in your progress if you're not sticking to a timetable. So it worked for people like that. And there might be some who are just a mixture of timetable and a random person. So I would say that's the second law. Third one, third law, start being productive as early in your typical day as possible. And this just doesn't mean waking up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 4 a.m. to do what you're doing. If you can do that, that's that's great. But when I mean as early in your typical day, and I had to make sure I'd stated like that, sometimes usually you feel like, sometimes you usually wake up at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m. That's fine. It just means that if you wake up at 12 p.m., by example, just make sure by 1 p.m., 2 p.m., you're starting with something productive. I always try to start as early as I can because if you start as early as you can, when it's the late afternoon or nighttime, then you can think about relaxing. And if if you don't start as early as possible, it I promise you it will just lead to procrastination because later in the day you might feel like, oh, I'm so tired, I want to just go and take a nap right now. And then you end up doing it and then the day's finished. It's too late in the day. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to start late in the day. Just want to like relax and watch TV, watch football, whatever. So I would say start as early as you can because I promise you, your chances of like finishing the work or actually doing the work, like it deteriorates over time in the day. Uh, some people are opposite. Some people are just night hours and can work through the night. But for me, for example, this. This is definitely something you should think of and is starting as early as you can in the day. Because I know some people, when they're motivated, they say, do it at 6 a.m. Start, wake up at 7 a.m., set alarm every single day, even Saturdays and Sundays. Um, start alarm early as possible. No, I don't mean that because everyone's different. Everyone should learn about themselves. And then what I learned about myself is if I... Whatever time I wake up, as long as I start being productive in my personal day, my personal clock, because everyone wakes up at different times. Everyone has their typical waking up time when they don't have work, for example, or they don't have to go to school. So start as early as possible. And then, like I mentioned during that explanation, my fifth law is, sorry, my fourth law is think about in it, think about that if you get it done now, in the late afternoon or nighttime, you can sleep and relax and not worry about a thing. People always ask me, like, how do you get coursework done so early? And I always tell them, the earlier I get it done, the more I can sleep. Because I know I'm so lazy, I know that if I get it done early, then I could just sleep without stress. And I know I've been in situations before where I'm stressing over a deadline because I left it so late. If you think about that stress that you felt in the past and then use that to say, you know what, I'm going to try and get it done early so when it's close to the deadline, 
I could just relax. And if I have any burning questions, I can ask it because I've finished, I've finished, a, like, I finished a coursework, for example, or I've finished it as early as I can before the deadline so I can ask proper, proper questions instead of asking basic questions because you hadn't started the coursework, you left it too late. So your questions may not be as in-depth as someone else who would have finished quite early. So, yeah, that's my third and fourth law. Those ones are very important. Fifth law is... Now, this law relates directly to the book I've been reading, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Amazing book. Still still in the early stages, but I love it. so interesting because it has the historical and psychological elements to gaining power. And... Not everyone wants power. I personally don't want power. I just want to make money. But reading that book is also useful to someone like me who doesn't necessarily want power because you can understand when someone's trying to make power moves on you because people are delusional. So not delusional. People are, what's the word? Sly, sly. Don't give their intentions, their true intentions. So if you read that book, you get to see the signs So it works both ways. If you read a book, you know what you can do to gain power, but you also know what when someone's trying to gain power over you or take advantage over you. Really good book, but uh, I've digressed too much. This This law that I'm about to mention relates to the second law in the book, the second or third law in the book, which is try and create an enemy out of something to fuel your motivation. So... In the 48 Laws of Power, the second law, I believe, states that make use of your enemies. So what I took from that is, in a motivation or self-discipline kind of sense, is try and create an enemy out of something to fuel motivation. It might not be clear. Like, you might say to yourself, I I don't have any enemies. Everyone's, Everyone's calm with me. No, try and create something out of that. Like, for example, what I like to say, what I like to say is no one's really on my side. I feel like, I always feel like I'm by myself. So I try to create an enemy of something. So I try to say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll prove them wrong. I'll prove them wrong. And when I'm up, like when I'm up, when I'm successful, guess guess who's going to be like trying to hang out now? Like, like try and make a scenario out of it. And if you do have an enemy, just try and... Yeah, if you do have an enemy, try and think of that. Like, try and say, oh, okay, this guy says um, this. This guy says I'm shit, so I'm going to work even harder. Not for them, but to me, like, to prove to myself that, oh, I'm not truly shit. Just examples, but this law applies the most to me because I use it a lot. If you know me, you know that I don't really like people in general, just what's happened in the past and how people act and move. I'm not really a big fan of people or the public, as you would say. So I was trying to create an enemy out of that. Important. It's like like using hatred, using hatred to fuel your motivation and self-discipline. So important. It's one of the most, it's like, it's the best laws because... I don't know, it's just, it can lit a fire under you and you could just do work that you just didn't imagine doing. 
when you listen to the best albums, like if I put in the music sense, I think about the best albums, how they were made is always under, it's when they're under pressure or undervalued. For example, Kanye, his first album, College Dropout, he felt that he felt that people always looked at him as a producer, not as a rapper, not taking him seriously, even though he had a rap contract then. Like his own people weren't like his own people didn't think he was a proper rapper. He didn't fit the street image. And he used that hatred from other people and his hatred in himself that, oh, people don't care about me or whatever. Or people don't, what am I doing wrong? And he used that and made like a classic album out of that. Same with it. Same with My Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy in 2010. Came out 2010. It was when he was at one of his lowest points in his life. Always in the media for the wrong things. People didn't like him. And then when he was under that pressure, he made his, like, another beautiful album. Same with footballers. When they're under pressure, well, the great ones, the great ones, when they're under pressure, not always deliver, but they can deliver. They can deliver. There's been instances. Just have a look at them. I would say that. Let's move on. Sixth floor, I would say, tailor your thinking towards what can be done now. So when you're in the day, this is similar to the first law. Just try try think about what can be done now. Keep on saying to yourself, you should be doing this now. Stop saying you'll do it tomorrow. You should be doing this now. Just keep on keep on saying it in your head when you feel demotivated or you feel like you hadn't been productive today. Simple one. We'll just move on. Law seven. Forget about the past and future as much as you can during the day. Leave leave that kind of thinking to your self-reflection stage, which would be early morning, late night. And I'll go into depth in that later, but what I wanted to say is if you keep on if you keep on thinking about the future and past then you're not going to be able to do like what you want to do right now. And some people can, some people can use the past and future to motivate them. But for the most, for the most part, I know most people keep on thinking about the future. Like for example, if you keep on saying, Oh, everything will be all right. Uh, Everything will be all right in the future. I'll I'll, I'll do it later. It'll be sorted later. Or I've done this in the past. So it's calm. Um, Everything will fall into place. So just try and stop stop that thinking. I think that's where pro- procrastination comes from. If you think, keep on thinking about the past and future, you're not going to be able to do what's done now. It's something that Kobe would always say. Law eight. Start watching start watching interviews or documentaries in the field that you like. What I mean by this is, is you don't have to go on YouTube and watch these motivational videos, like this standard one with the inspirational music in the background. Not that, because I don't watch that. that. I don't need that. I don't need to watch that. What I'm saying is, kind of watch... What I like to do is, with my favourite artists or favourite businessmen like Jay-Z, for example, I just watch like some old radio interview that he did breakfast club for example you like to do that 
Kobe when he's getting interviewed. Who else? Who else? Um, it's like in the field that you like. Documentary. Oh, Kanye's one just came out. His trilogy, genius. Amazing. Love that. After every single episode I watched, I felt so motivated to just do anything because like, I've seen some unseen footage from him and I'd be like, oh, he went through this. Oh, that's so sick. And look where he's at now. Just example. Just examples of things you can watch. You don't have to watch these corny, like, corny inspirational videos. If, if you can watch that and it helps you, it helps you. But for the most part, people just don't care. Like, when I've been in school and they put them on, people just don't care. Or they'll care in that moment, instantly forget about it. But if you're watching something in the field that you like, whether it's music, basketball, I don't know, music, basketball, football, art, like... If you watch in the field, it would just it wouldn't feel like you're what you're force you're forcing yourself to watch something. It feel like something you'd normally watch, something that normally come up on your YouTube Discover tab, for example. Like, and it'll help, and it'll feel it'll fuel you. Sorry, it'll fuel you to do something productive. It doesn't even have to relate to the field. So, say if you're like, why would I watch? Like, you may ask, why would I watch an interview or documentary to do with music? if my productivity or what I want to do isn't music. But if you love music, like my re- now I'm thinking about is if you love music and you watch like your favorite artist do an interview and talk about his, like what he's done, what money moves he's made or uh, how people counted him out early on, you feel productive in your field. You feel like doing something in your field. You'll be like, I feel the same, even if it's not music. And that's where my thinking comes from it hope I explained that properly law number nine go to the gym or take part in physical activities even if you're not an athletic person there's been so many studies showing how how going to the gym or regular exercise improves mental health and I stress it a lot like there's the there's a conception that oh if you go to the gym just to bodybuild no you can go to the gym just for fun you don't have to take it super seriously i don't take it i don't take it super seriously i just stay consistent like i just go consistently i don't want to be a massive bodybuilder super jacked and everything i just want to make sure i keep in shape and stay that way like, while i'm young i'll say that and if you go to the gym early you would feel kind of productive in a way you feel like you feel like oh I've actually been productive today like you have some sort I'm not sure if go to the gym proves dopamine levels like but if it does um if it does then that's what I could say like uh, I don't know um all right let me just so this up right yeah all right yeah so it improves mental your mental health levels and if your mental health improves then you'd feel more likely to do work simple one law 10 kind of fits into that into the gym aspect that i just mentioned start a hobby my hobby i'm literally you're listening to it right now i'm doing a podcast music youtube videos i just like creating content just doing anything keeps me busy and feels like I haven't wasted a day in my life. Simple one. 
Law 11, self-reflect. So, so important. I think I naturally started self-reflecting because I'm always alone most of the time. I lived by myself these past few years. Um, don't have don't have much friends or, so, or whatever. So I like to self-reflect a lot and it's helped. It makes me feel like, what have I done wrong this past day or this past week? What can I do next week? to prove that and I like I said earlier don't do it don't try and do it during the day because you just like demotivate yourself or you feel bad I'd say always do it just before you go to sleep that's when I usually do it works works a lot and this is not even just for productivity um, self-reflecting helps with your like you as a person helps you be a better person and plus Trust me, everyone needs to self-reflect. No one's perfect. Law 12, try and take social media breaks or try and remove toxic things from your timeline. I'd say by taking a social media break, I don't necessarily mean delete all your apps. Um, You may need to keep them for messaging or maybe it's just in your field. Maybe you work in social media, so it's just part of your field. But I'm just saying take... Not being on it constantly, constantly doesn't mean that you're wasting time and stops you from focusing on other people. Like I was always always told about my parents to think about not to think about what others are doing or where others are at. Just think about yourself. And that always helps me a lot as well. Cause if I start thinking about other people, I start feeling down, feeling like, oh, I'm not doing what he's doing, or I didn't get to go out, or you know, stuff like that. Some people can look through stories and not feel like that, but I know myself and I've I would feel like that. It's just me being honest with yourself. Law 13. It's kind of what I just said. Forget about other people. It sounds arrogant, sounds disrespectful, but I promise you it works. Always focus on yourself. Promise you you'll get shit done. Um you know what you have to do and once you do that, people will look at you like, whoa, this guy's changed. This guy's a much better person, you know? Uh, Law 14. Yeah, that just kind of ties in to forget other people. Always a statement I like to say is, like, okay, Law 14. I'm going all over the place. Have a statement that you always say to yourself. My statement is, no one has your back but you. No one has your back but you. No one has got you but you. Only you can change things. Like, I always say those two statements, and that always helps. Really vital that you do that. Have some sort of statement. Law 15, have your wallpaper as someone inspirational. Like, this could be a family member, but what I'm more going towards at is your favourite basketball player, favourite football player. You know, that kind of avenue. My wallpapers have generally been Kobe, as you know, LeBron. Right now, my wallpaper is Jamarant because he's killing it and he's young as well. Like, he's so inspirational to me as well. If you do that, every time you look on your phone, you'll see it. It'll be like, subconsciously, you'll be thinking, oh, this guy... This guy works hard. 
I have to work hard as well. You'll just think that subconsciously because you'll be seeing it so, so many times. And that is that is a unique method of improving your motivation. No one really, I haven't really heard someone say that, but do that. Even if you use a family member, like your younger sister, for example, you could be like, oh, I know I have to work hard so I can um, find my younger sister this or I can improve their situation. Like if it's your parents, like your mum and dad, be like, I want to buy them a house, for example, so I need to, I know I have to work hard and it'll work. It's like, it has to be some sort of psychological tool. I haven't learned psychology, so, but I think it's some sort of psycho, some tool like that. God, I can't speak. And last law, law 16, just be happy. Look after your own mental health. If you're happy, you're more likely to carry out the work. I know when I've been super down, sometimes I haven't been able to do the work. I just felt like sleeping. So just try and think of ways to improve your happiness. Hobbies, watching TV, spending a break from other people. If you feel like at, if you feel like you're at uni and you want to go home, just go home for the week. Come back fresh. Spend time with yourself. Um, what was I going to say? Meditate. Super important. Read a book. Just. Try something you haven't tried before by yourself. Go to the cinema by yourself. Come on, just like stuff like that. Just be happy and all of it will fall into place. Just learn about yourself. Easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy. Come on, Renny. And that should be it. Thank you for listening. And this was this was a bonus episode. And I'll catch you guys in the next podcast episode. Peace. <laughs>